Yo, this is the Pitbull Bread Ice, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we head back down to Nashville, Tennessee, and go to the basement east. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going to Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a preview for Southern Underground Pros. Are these our lives? Which, as of right now, far as I understand, it will not be streaming on IWTV, but you'll be able to catch it later down the road. So we're just going to preview it now. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your Evolus's Fine Podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, DesireWrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a special preview for Southern Underground Pros. Are these our lives? You know, it's been a while since we previewed a show. It's been even longer since... We had enough time to spotlight Southern Underground Pro, so you know we had to do it because there's really nothing else to do until AIW fully announces, as of this recording, what's going on with Go For Broke. They might have announced it by the time this comes out, so we'll we'll find out. Anyway, on this episode, we have Charlie Butters. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. You have a little bit of uh, stake in the show. Yeah, I sponsored one of the matches on the card. I thought uh, IWTV guy did it. Well, you know, <laughs> IWTV guy did, but it was came out of my bank account. <laughs> There's only one real financial backer for IWTV guy. <laughs> well, you know, Jared tries what he can. He's got a whole big family. I'm just me by myself, so I don't I don't fault him for not throwing extra cash at stuff. I can do it because I don't have anything else to put it on. But he's got kids, so you know. We got to get him that shirt. <laughs> probably get it on sale. Yeah, probably now. Yeah. Or just get, go to the thrift store. and might be able to find one. Be even cheaper. Be great. <laughs> and we also have the voice of Southern Wrestling. We have John Mosley. What up, man? I appreciate that, bro. For real. Definitely uh, one of my favorite voices of uh, Southern Wrestling. I, I have to say that because even when I said that originally, I was like, shit. I do love um, Dylan Hales, and to me, he's yes. definitely he's definitely yeah. a, a voice of Southern Wrestling too. But both of you, especially both of you, together this past weekend uh, with the Haas tournament, and of course the crowning of the new IWTV Independent Wrestling Champion Lee Moriarty. Wicked man, that was crazy. Um, awesome match. I love Dylan Hales. I'm with you. If you if you quizzed me and said, who's the voice of Southern independent wrestling, I would absolutely say Dylan Hills, uh, my dear close personal friend. 
uh, mentor to me. Um, always, always a blast to be in the booth of that guy. He's a fun dude to be around. I remember uh, when I was down there for the show and like he thanked me for coming out. And obviously I wasn't someone who was just, you know, coming from in town. I'm literally coming from like, you know, two states north and everything. So I would always, especially with, you know, commentary in Southern Underground Pro, I always was a huge fan of him and Jesse together. Yeah. Like to me. Well, well, that that was that's what I thought it would be this weekend. Um, I was really surprised when I got the call like, hey, we want you there because I'm with you. I think you, you know, sup commentary. It's those two to me. I've often complimented uh, Jesse and the fact of if I were to equate him to any other person I've seen in professional wrestling, it is our legendary ring announcer in Cleveland, Pedro DeLuca, because there's a brief period of time where he was doing commentary and ring announcing. And I thought he killed it at both of them. So to be like kind of that dual threat, like that's where I am with Jesse. So it's like, if he's in the ring, doing the ring announcing like he's he is definitely the best ring announcer for southern underground pro so him like coming off commentary and have to like take that bullet i was like okay fine but like you're gonna kill it wherever you're at so like now too like with you being added to uh the commentary booth for southern underground pro i think is awesome because like you're someone who you know you were there for every single show you were there even like before a lot of the shows too and i know that for a fact because i believe me and you were both there before a show uh when i was down there yeah Yep. Yep, man. Um, I love that promotion. It's, uh, I don't know. It's uh, Tennessee wrestling, Southern wrestling, such a bad rep at times. There's so many things that can be said. So when Southern underground pro hit, it felt to like, this is a promotion that really, this is the Tennessee wrestling. I know more of like, I've seen the bad and the ugly. Don't get me wrong, but like, Sup is the good, the great, the best of of Tennessee. That DIY attitude that I love. Um, so yeah, I I know we're going to be rotating in. You're definitely don't you know for for those that want Dylan Hells and Righteous Jesse in the booth together, you're going to get that. I'm just there to do you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I know uh, Action Wrestling, who uh, I do commentary with, Dylan is sponsoring too. They have kind of a I'm not going to say they have a match there because it's it's a sub show, but you know, two talents um, announced, I believe it's priest and uh, Damian Tangra. Um, they're wrestling on that show. So that's a little bit of an action kind of highlight of guys. Uh, I'll, I'm pretty sure I'm on that match. Um, so yeah, don't worry again. My main point, don't worry. You're, you know, the sub sounds you're used to, you're going to get, um, but I'm very, very happy to be a part of the team. There's just that something with Southern underground pro where it's able to pull from so many different territories. You're like, you're going to pull from the Georgia. You're going to pull from uh, Tennessee. Obviously you're going to pull from Indiana really easily. You're going to pull from Ohio fairly easily. And, you know, even, you know, there's wrestlers that come from even farther from those points. So that's something I've always, always enjoyed to where, to the point of it makes watching like other promotions, maybe a little bit easier. You know, it's, I've probably said it many times here on the show that it was Southern underground pro where I first watched Marco stunt. And as soon as he came out, I fell in love with the dude. I'm like, this is my guy. He is awesome. <laughs> and he has a sense of humor for his size. Like I'm going to be here for him. And now, you know, we see him in AEW and it was, I don't want to like say like a hipster thing, but still like to be able to be like, mm-hmm. a, to be ahead of the curve. Cause I didn't, I didn't think he was going to get the Joey Janela spot. I didn't think he was going to get the AEW spot just to be like, this is a guy I connect with. But then all of a sudden when he's getting those, 
big moments. It's like, oh shit, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, that's one of the best sub stories, right? That Marco, you know, he's helped set the ring up. Uh, you know, he that's how he got his in there. And then, like you said, man, there's something about Marco's stunt, his presence, uh, this the energy. It's a you know, bottled amazingness. So, yeah, absolutely one of the best sub stories. Um, I'm with you, man. I miss. I just miss seeing Marco. Um, you know, as much as we were before, obviously before COVID and before he he got that contract. Yeah, got the contract, got the money, and now he's out there fucking everybody's mom. <laughs> it's the. He doesn't get to do it anymore, but like when people used to like heckle him, he would always throw that out. So now if I hear anybody heckling him, that's kind of what I think of. Or even like I went to, I was in some uh, public restroom and someone like wrote on the wall, like I fucked your mom. I think I took a picture of it and I was like, oh, I didn't know Marco was here. <laughs> yeah. The first time I heard him hit, hit that, it was just that, um, I don't know, a moment, man, like the, I, I forget who I was talking to. Maybe it was Steven Jensen um, about that crazy tag match with uh, Marco and Dan against violences forever. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, these, these hip, uh, I don't want to call them hipsters, but these tourists come in and he was like, yo, they walked in and you could tell they, you know, it was like, they had heard this cool dive bar, you know, it's the basement East you, and you walk in and they're like, they see, fucking violence is forever and what they probably think is a child and this fucking and dan <laughs> like bleeding all over this place he goes man their faces he goes he literally one of the people asked one of the waiters like what the fuck what is happening <laughs> oh you're talking about the match where uh dan tried to kill marco before the ma match even started right before the match started <laughs> and then dom tried to kill dan during the match god I love that gif. Every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's the one you can hear with no sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I, when I think of that match, I think of uh, what I mentioned about Dan throwing that chair in and hitting Marco. And then Marco like yeah. pl playing it off like, oh, 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 shit, oh, shit. And Dan, they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean to. The head. What's happening? <laughs> that's... That right there is the fun of Southern Underground Pro, and it's going to be really interesting to see what the basement ease looks like. Uh, for a second, I forgot who I had this conversation with, but it's when I had AC Mac on, and we talked about how you know this is this is the first show since a tornado, and you know is it going to look the same? Is it going to be better? Like what? Like what are we you know walking into? And you know, Moj, you yeah. get you get to see that in person, unlike us who. I mean, granted, we're not going to see it in person, but we also have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was my, you know, the rumors. Gosh, man, I can't remember the first kind of thing I heard when I first heard that there might be tapings. Uh, I want to say it was towards the end of 2020. There was room, you know, we, they may be something maybe here. So yeah. when it came out, yeah, and we're, we're subs doing something and it's at the basement. East. It's exactly what you just said. I thought what's it going to be like? What's it going to feel like? I really, honestly, I hope I walk, I, we walk in and it's, you know, the exact fucking, I'm, it's exact same. Like that's what I'm hoping for. The exact same, but not all the uh, years of stickers kind of like plastered everywhere. It's kind of like a fresh look, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. everything else will be the same. Everything will be the same. We'll add new stickers. We'll get there. The beam's still there. That's, I guess that's the end of the day. We still got the beam for sure. <laughs> 
that's one of the the moments that I really valued when I went down there because I I got to be there when the doors opened, not for the show, but like to like even like set up the ring and just to like walk in and see that place completely empty and then watch it, you know, get constructed to what I saw on, you know, IWTV uh, was was pretty awesome. Like, I, I, I don't I feel like you don't I mean, you don't get to see that too often. No. Yeah, it's. And then the, the you know show ends. We we get red light off and it's get this ring out. We've got another band coming in in like two hours. So yeah, like you know with pre show and then the show and then post show, like that entire venue goes through like a, a roller coaster of emotions in like six to eight hours. And then afterwards, everybody uh, goes to uh, was it Ed Leeds Barbecue. Yeah. Yep. God, I, of the few places I ate when I was down there, like that was one of my favorites. But then again, two of the other places I ate at were like all time favorites for me. And I'm taking them out of it because I know what to expect from Zach B's and Shoney's. But, oh yeah, goats. But, oh, that barbecue, like, oh, it was so, so good. <laughs> like, it's, it was the perfect place to go after the show. That was so, like, walking distance. Um, after a, a GCW show, their first show at um, the Basement East, I saw Gage. It's just amazing seeing Nick Gage look at someone and go, have you ever had Edley's? And they go, no. And he's just like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> like <laughs> Gage walking around piping up Edley's. Like, who would have thought the day? My, my favorite Nick Gage uh, Basement East story. And we got to see it on IWTV when he talked talked about it different, uh, just that I had a conversation, but I, I get Nick Gage right in front of me. Jesse's standing there too. And this was a question that him and I had, uh, Jesse had, had like debated on. And I'm like, Gage, I got a question for you. He's like, shoot, what is it? I said, sheets or Wawa? And he goes, sheets all fucking day. And you saw, <laughs> you saw the sadness just fill Jesse. <laughs> and I was just like, hi, motherfucker. <laughs> that is good that is a good gauge story <laughs> just right in oh my god it's not one of my favorite things oh god just even just nick gauge there the at that that day like you know he walked up seeing me like in his entrance fucking just slap hands with me and like yeah that's my fucking guy right there i'm like that's crazy man but fucking nick, nick gauge is awesome not even i mean god we're just we're getting into just southern Unpro conversation but yeah. uh you know that match with Brett is awesome. It's it meant a lot to Brett. It still means a lot to Brett. I mean, you know how how many people can say they they've beat you know Nick Gage one two three um, and, and he did it in that building. Uh, it, it's it was crazy, bro. Yeah, it's a crazy moment. So Charlie, you were supposed to go to that show with me. <laughs> I was, and I regret it every day. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I was new job. I, I hadn't worked in six months and I had finally gotten a job and it was like the second week of me having that job. And I just, I could have finagled stuff and maybe afforded it, but I, I would have had to have missed Monday. And like my first, like two weeks, I would have had to miss a day of work Ugh. and I didn't want to do that. Well, I ended up missing the next day after that anyway, because I totaled my van on the way to work that morning. So, Oh shit. Yeah. So see, yeah, it's good you had that one in the back pocket. So yeah, so I just didn't go. I mean, I always regret it, but uh, you know, I got to see it on IWTV. So 
oh, mor- yeah. the moral of the story is if you would have came down to Nashville and back, that maybe a little bit of butterfly effect that drive to work on Tuesday would have been a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Possibly. And that's why you should have came with me. <laughs> no different. The different <laughs> timeline that happened. See, we took, we took the time stone out of, out of this reality and then it just kind of, <laughs> but yeah, that, uh, that's, I mean, it's half the reason why we're here today with, uh, not Charlie, not going with me, but the fact of, you know, Southern underground pro, how does it feel most to, as a whole, like, to be back at the, the basement East. I mean, it's kind of lucky that you guys only missed two shows at the basement East, but, but the fact of the, the pandemic and everything, it's, it, it was a long time, but it's just yeah. a short, like blip of wrestling that was missed. Well, I mean, it, it isn't, it isn't that last show, the um, sub swing of the ax uh, in Indianapolis, the collective weekend that there was a lot. I mean, that's, it's a show you go back and I mean, sub got a year of story in. it felt like in that one, you know, two, two, three hours show, whatever it was. So, uh, it, it is, it really in the, in the grand scheme, you look back and say, okay, they, you know, outside for these two shows, uh, shout the exit in for, for being there before COVID, uh, that last show before the collective. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not, set in yet you know uh i know it will be sunday morning when we're getting i'm making that drive and i get down woodland and all that um it's gonna be really cool like it's weird to say but i'm just i'm excited to park next to that venue again you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean uh it's uh it's gonna feel a little bit back to norm normacy yeah I, i mean it is and it isn't because the no fans thing like that's that's what so again, completely fired up for this, but that's going to be weird. I mean, that's the beauty of SUP. The, part of it's that building, part of it's the town, of course, and the other third is that crowd of you know that's it's one of the most unique wrestling crowds to be a part of, uh, to be in front of for the talent. Um, that's a no bullshit crowd. So it's going to be weird without that, but, uh, yeah, it's still sup is back in the building. All will be right in a sense. Maybe there's a way we can do like a thunder dome in, in the, the basement East where we get, uh, yeah. <laughs> just have Jesse yelling at everybody and like, <laughs> you know, everyone on like an iPad with the, the Romer thing. Like I'm in on that. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking, uh, if we go like lower budget, like get the, a bunch of old TVs, like well, from, that's right up his alley. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm just seeing like people's faces on these old TVs and they're all like <laughs> different kinds. Like you get some of those old ones with the actual, like it's extendable antennas and everything. You got some in color, some in black and white. Some black. No, that's an idea. Hey, pitch that up the, the flagpole that might happen. Um, I could see Jesse, his, it'll, how many Halloween three references can he make in one show at that point? God, that'd be awesome. You watch now this, when he hears this, you're going to, it's going to happen. And you're going to be one of those TV screens. <laughs> but say, I, I never know exactly what he's listening, but sometimes he'll text me about it. Other times you won't. This being a Southern underground pro episode, I'm guessing I'll probably hear back from him. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking. I'm looking forward to the text of like that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, I think that is one thing that's obviously going to be missed with uh, Southern Underground Pro because it's the 
the crowd more than anything in any independent wrestling show, but Southern Underground Pro has like this history of, of its fans and y'all are crazy. And I say that loving, <laughs> lovingly because I, I, I think we're, we're on the same bar here in, uh, here in AIW. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we're kind of crazy, but it's crazy all the same, baby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that plays out, but it's, it's going to be just, a kind of a, a consequence of what we're going through, but at least we're getting, uh, a Southern underground pro show. A lot of, a lot of interesting stuff here on this card. And, uh, it's a, like I said, even just the looking at the card, it's going, it's a little bit of back to normal. Cause it's like, you just see the highlight of all the talent like that. I mentioned like from these different places, like people who, who've been to been there a lot. And then people who I think are making their debut. And, uh, there's three in particular from this area that I wish there was a crowd for, but I'm, I'm really still interested to see how they're going to do. No, it is. It's a, uh, it, uh the sub cards are always so, uh, something for everybody. You're going to have ass beaters. You're going to have some fun stuff. You're going to have some violence. I mean, um, it, it, it's, everything under the, 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 the umbrella of pro wrestling. And yeah, I think you're right. Like what we, you've got a crazy match like bastard Cassidy, Brett Eisen with of course the main event announced. And then yeah, Jaden Newman, Arthur MacArthur, like that's, that's kind of a, a match, a proven ground in a sense for both those cats. Jaden's been tearing it up for new South lately. And I know uh, Arthur's really fired up to be in that match in this setting. All right, let's uh, let's uh, jump into some of these matches. You talk about how uh, Southern Underground Pro is going to have violence. Well, we got the Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Titles. Violence is forever versus the Bitcoin Boys, sponsored by executive producer or not? Yeah, executive producer Kevin Marshall. What up, Kevin Marshall? This is the how many title defenses have we have for uh, Violence is Forever? I know this is the what second with the actual belts. I believe that's right. Yeah, because the the well the belts were debuted at the collective, defended that day. So yes, and those belts are fucking beautiful. Yeah, fire that, bro. I first time I saw them in person, I did like I kind of like giddy yelled. What happened to the trophy? Uh, that's a great question. I assume um, Koo and Dom killed someone with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be the Bitcoin boys, which I uh. Whoever did, uh, did the graphics didn't spell Bitcoin boys, right? Cause it's, it's with a Z uh, and they, they spelled it with an S cause it's Bitcoin boys. Well, it's, this is a hardcore venue. They may not let us do that. I, <laughs> I'm I mean, cute. you're allowed to have one mistake. As long as Nolan Edward is spelled correctly, we're good. <laughs> That's Hey, you're the first person you're going to hear about, say something about that is, is probably me online. So don't you worry about That's That'll get dealt with. Yeah, we kind of uh, talked about that today online, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of like names out there where people just add an S. And I think with Nolan Edward, because I've heard people fuck it up enough. Like sometimes I know I say the wrong thing and I go, oh, motherfucker, that's not what I meant. Yeah, I mean, mistakes happen. I get it. Um, it's just one of those, you know, that's his brand. That's his name that's everything to somebody like Nolan who has fought so hard to, for that name to mean what it does. So um, I, I'm totally okay with people making a mistake. That's fine. But a lot of people make that mistake. And then instead of just saying, Hey, I screwed up. It's like, 
well, you, people are so sensitive and I'm like, no motherfucker gets, you're wrong. Just say, you know what I mean? Like just say you messed up. I mean, it's not that hard. Um, thankfully after performances that he's been putting up here lately, it won't really matter, uh, how you're spelling it because the world's going to know, man, like Nolan, that kid is legit as hell. Uh, he was on the right. He, he went toe to toe with the champ, right? Last show uh, he was in there with AJ. So, um, yeah, shout out Nolan Edward. Uh, I, I can't say enough about that kid, man. But violence is forever versus Bitcoin boys. Uh, this is where <laughs> I, I, I do wish there was a crowd because the, Oh, for sure. The Bitcoin, well, the Bitcoin boys would eat it up, but at the same time, Violence is Forever would have an audience to a murder. No, yeah, like the the concoctions they're going to come up with. I mean, I can't wait for this. You're right. This would be a crowd would eat this up. This is a, you know, the basement east on a rainy afternoon and this match happening. That place would be going crazy. What are your thoughts on this match, Butters? So... I think it would have been really funny to have this crowd because, you know, Bitcoin comes out and they have their little spray bottles and no barricades. So you just spray people in the face and what are they going to do? And I think that's one of the best uh, things that could have happened with that. Um, but them two teams together, just going to be ridiculous. Like violence is forever is going to bring the violence. Bitcoin is going to do some crazy uh, aerial shit. That's going to, blow everybody's minds and this match is yeah it's gonna be good stuff yeah this that could be a main event normally i'm saying like that's how good that one is have you seen uh bitcoin boys in person before most yeah i can't i was actually just thinking that um they popped up on a show or two randomly down here um i can't remember the promotion it's been obviously before before covid and all that but not too many times. I want to say this is probably the second, third time uh, I'll see him in person for sure. Something I've said before, I love it when I hear about or see that AIW Academy wrestlers like get out from this area. And if they're, you know, going especially down to Nashville or, or, or even further away than that, like to me, that's that's something awesome because I think you'll see so many, you know, promotions. And I mean, these are across the country to where these wrestlers you see only travel maybe 20 miles or maybe they get some other bookings, but if they're in like some other companies you've never heard of, but here you have the trading Academy and it's almost a passport to go to all these other States. No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is, that's a big key. Um, that when these, you know, young wrestlers or just kind of anyone asks what's something, you know, what's something to, uh, I really aim for and that what you just said is that that's it man you know get outside your area get in front of some new crowds um of course you're always wanting to make new fans but it's different reps different crowd to be in front of it's 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 a, such an important thing um and, and not getting comfortable because with how the road is with how weekends kind of stack together it's easy to get uh, I don't want to say comfortable, but a repu a repetition and comfort comes with that. So yeah, I always respect. I want to say I saw the Bitcoin Boys at TWE a couple of years ago. They they were in uh, they were on a match there that I got to uh, I got to be at. Um, and I, I agree. I think they're super talented. A, a tag team that absolutely turns some heads. One of those, if you know, whenever this show does happen or, or whenever it drops, um, 
I think any of the sub faithful that may not know them are, are uh, gonna gonna be really into what they bring. I just looked it up just because I was curious the title hit not almost say title history, but the like where we are with the title reigns for Southern Underground Pro, and obviously violence is forever the only Southern Underground Pro tag team champions. I believe they've been champions for as of this recording. 646 days. Hell yeah. Imagine if Bitcoin boys are the ones to break it. They could do it. That's a tough egg to crack, but that, you know, they're, they know what they're getting into. And that's, that's always important when you're looking across coup and, and Dom. What would you think if uh titles changes hands like that? Uh, butters, I would be very shocked. Um, <laughs> I'd be very excited, but I'd be very, very shocked. Oh God! If there were fans too, imagine the Duke coming down. The Duke Holy would be amazing shit. in Southern Underground <laughs> Pro. I think he. Oh yeah. He goes with the banners with people. Uh, yeah, I think he he would have a time down there. All right. I still think I still think about the chair shot he took. I was at the AIW uh, sleep summer party massacre show, and that fucking chair shot he took, bro. Duke's the guy. Yeah, Duke's uh, Duke's a crazy motherfucker. If you've never seen it, uh, what was the? I think it's Absolution Seven. His match versus Jock Samson, uh, Appalachian Bull Rope match. Kind of, kind of stole the night. Like, pe- like people still talk about that match. I'm gonna write that one down. And this was a a card that had the special guest of the Briscoe Brothers. I know that was a big thing. That was the night that. Nixon debuted and there was definitely a bunch of other like great matches, but Jock Sampson versus the Duke it's, and the Duke was a good guy at the time too. It's really weird to watch now, but it's, uh, if you've never seen it, it is on my WTV. So highly suggest anybody who hasn't seen that, check it out, but let's move on to our next match. Jerry! Seems how we can't use the IW one. Let's use that one. <laughs> All right, the next match. Well, we have Alex Kane versus Cole Radrick, and that is sponsored by IWTV Guide. Charlie, do you want to take it away? Yeah, man. So when I was given the list of matches, this is the first one that popped out at me, and I was like, this has this is going to be special. I saw Alex Kane wrestle Dom in uh, action, and I really liked that match, and Alex really stood out to me, and I was like, this dude's going to be something. And then recently I watched his match with big beef on uh, paradigm, no hook. And I was like, he is going to be something huge. And, uh, him and Cole are going to tear that place apart. Like it's going to be, they're going to steal the show. I, I-, I could feel it. I second all that. I, I, that. I love that match with, uh, with Kane and, and Dom, um, I'm with you. This is ones once I saw the announcement, man, like that is a a sleeper fight on a on a loaded card that could absolutely steal the whole show. Yeah, I was torn between this match and Bastard Cassidy and Brett Eisen, and I was like, either of these are gonna be mm-hmm. just fire. And I was like, but Alex Kane and and Cole, like they're young, they're hungry. I was like, I feel like this this is the the right choice for for what my when I'd put my stamp on of, you know, my stamp of approval on. So I'm going to fuck with that. I think if I had the choice, I would have went with a Brett Eisen match, but that's kind of my bias towards Brett Eisen though. 
See, I did, I did, I think I thought about that. And I was like, well, I was like, Justin's probably not going to sponsor anything. I was like, so should I sponsor in his place? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And then I was like, well, what do I want to do? And then like, I got Jared involved, uh, my co-host on IWTV guide. And I asked him what he thought. And he's like, I think that's the right move is like, the, the Alex Kane Cole Radrick match. And I was like, okay, I was like, I felt like that was the right move, but he seconded it. So the only time I sponsored a match just because it was my first time, I was like, well, what match do I get to sponsor? I told, Oh, pick, pick whatever. I wanted to pick the main event, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to sponsor my first show and be like, Oh, let me pick the main <laughs> event. Let me pick the main event. That just, that just looks bad. And that's when I went for uh, Violence is Forever versus the Jollyville Fuckets. And, oh, yeah. And then when the Fuckets came out, Nasty Russ looked at me. He was like, of course you'd sponsor this fucking match. I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love uh, both the Fuckets and, and uh, Violence is Forever. So that's Same. another reason why I had to sponsor just because that's what, for me, felt like home. But, you know, you know, Brett Ison's the dude and love, like, love that dude to death. Uh, obviously I know most does too. So that's, okay, that's okay. why, that's why I would have went that route, but still like this, I like, I like your reasoning. I think Alex Kane is one of those dudes. He is a up and coming name to where it's kind of like going back to, you know, Marco at one time at, you know, Southern underground pro where he was like making a name for himself. And like Alex Kane is a name I'm hearing more and more about, especially like during the pandemic. And I don't think I had ever heard of him beforehand. If I did, it was just, he wasn't somebody I committed to memory because I know I'm really bad at that to mm-hmm. where I might have seen somebody wrestle. But like I just I either didn't commit it to memory or they I just didn't know who they were. So obviously that kind of goes in with committing it to memory. But over time, I then become familiar with them later on down the road. And I think Alex Kane is just is such a awesome up and coming name, a guy that I am. I have my eyes on eventually. I'd love to have him on the show, but I'm not I'm not necessarily ready to pull that trigger yet. And then Cole Radrick is an awesome, awesome dude. I love, uh, I love watching his rise in independent wrestling over the past, you know, handful of years. He had what I felt like a lot of momentum at one point with uh, the particular group he was running with, and then whatever happened with that, like we won't necessarily get into it. But uh, it's a little bit more now of him on his own. But he was a dude that I always thought was awesome. Yeah, I, I think Cole has really leaned into being his own brand, his own man. And, uh, yeah, I think Charlie said it, man, like this is just two up and coming guys, two hungry dudes, very hungry. I mean, I think, uh, Alex has that look, has that presence. Um, maybe everything comes a little bit to him, um, that just off that man. And then you add all the mad strength, like, you know, he can look the way he is and, and be uh, be a factor, but then you add in how good he is. Um, that's the whole package. And then and Cole is just a grinder, someone that wants to prove, you know, every day of the, every day of the week in the gym, uh, trying to get better, chip on the shoulder, uh, and that's going to take him a long way. So, yeah, I would say this is one that both of these talents are, are going to um, have their own – their own place etched out if they already don't for you. But whoever comes out as the winner of this, you know, at the sup, you know, that brand, that's a big, that's a big dub. Yeah, man. It's, 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 yeah, it's huge. Um, can't really get my words out. Uh, it, it is just, it's, 
something about it, man. I'm just so excited for it. I can't wait to, to finally get to see that match when it, when it does happen and when we get it however we get it uh, on IWTV. Um, it's going to be great. Alex Kane has fucking sick-ass entrance music. Yes, he does. I actually talked to him about it. Uh, I interviewed him this week, and that should be coming out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, Friday, that should be out. So you should be able to check that out. You should be able to. Like 99.9% out. Jesus, God, man. Before I release it, like, it's it's literally just about edited now, so I could release it earlier, but I'm trying to wait and, you know, get it closer to that weekend. So people that are traveling have a chance to, you know, throw it on, listen to it whenever. And, of course, dude, this is a, do you have it as a bonus episode or side project episode? Uh, it's going to be a bonus episode. Um it is a side project. My, I'm, I'm trying to launch like my own instead of just doing, uh, taking a week and not doing a review and just having an interview. I'm going to do a side project basically where it is, uh, its own brand called on a tear, um, which started on this podcast, ironically. And I'm going to run with that. And I'm just going to do a series of interviews when I, I can get with a uh, younger talent and that kind of stuff, people that are up and coming and uh, put a spotlight on them, guys that I think are going to do something and uh, just do them as bonus episodes. So you'll get two episodes some of those weeks. I'm going to try to do maybe one a month, maybe more, depending on how fast people get back to me and, and, and you know, that kind of thing. But I'm really excited for it. I think I'm going to have to flag that for a copyright violation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't steal the Fave 5, so come on. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't go that far with it, at least. I mean, technically, we all stole the Fave 5. I say uh, we all, because like I know I did, uh, Pod Van Dam did, and we all stole from freaking Booker T. Of course, Pod Van Dam doesn't do, you know, Fave 5 anymore. But back in the day, and I guess there were people that said, because uh, Ed has told me that, said that I copied or I I ripped Pod Van Dam off. And even Ed was like, no, like we we both ripped off the same person, Booker T. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Well, I think having that set, like, um, those set questions almost like, yeah, you have a rotating amount of questions, but like you have those set final questions at the end uh, is really unique. And like, I'm still trying to find, um, my footing with interviewing. Cause I, I'm very, uh, very much a novice at it. Uh, I've only interviewed like Bobby Beverly and Alex Kane so far. So, I don't have a ton of experience, so I'm learning as it goes. And like, I'm trying to like learn things from uh, people that do interviews. So like struggles and you and stuff like that. I pick up little things here and there that I like um, to kind of like mold my own uh, style from it. So you got any uh, advice for him, Mose? Um, No, I mean, just kind of my whole thing when I used to do interview stuff was, I would uh, obviously comfort level, but um, always try to find, you know, some kind of uh, focus or something, some kind of scope of maybe uh, outside of wrestling or, you know what I mean? Like something that they, that'll be all their own. It's a different kind of interview. A question they haven't been asked a million times is always good. Some of the best uh, interviews I got were from that, you know, this or that thought or this and that, that we kind of got off. But um, it's really just about, you know what I mean? Whatever's you're comfortable, right? As, as long as you're comfortable and kind of having fun, the audience is going to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Justin's always like really pushed, like 
not making it a job interview and like just having a conversation. And I feel like that's a hundred percent the way to go. Yeah. It's going to yeah. make it most compelling because I could, I've listened to like, I did some research when I was like getting ready to interview Alex. Can I listen to, uh, there's a couple podcasts that did episodes with them and they very much felt like a job interview um, with him, which is not a bad thing if you want to get to know somebody and like know certain specific things. But then like, I want to know the person behind like the character. Like I want to know like what I, could I be friendly with this person outside of wrestling if we just like met randomly? So I think that's, what's interesting. And then like, if we share a lot of the same experiences from like wherever we're from, that kind of thing is what interests me the most. Like wrestling, everybody's going to ask the same handful of questions. Yeah. I still want to ask some of those because I think there's some interesting stuff involved with oh, that. But for sure. But I feel like, yeah, the, the conversation and just like finding some common ground and doing that, that's absolutely, I think, is um, what I'm aiming for so far. So, which well, was. And, I was going to say, and it's cool too, depending on when you catch them, those, you know, kind of stock questions, if you will you're, you're making a different answer. Like I, 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 you know, if you've interviewed someone two or three years ago and then you're thinking, Oh, well, I've already interviewed them. Like, yeah, man, but two or three years, or, you know, if you haven't, you heard an interview three or four or five months ago and something's changed, like there's always, you know, a, a different answer there. So I'm with you. Like, it's good to have those, but it's like, you're saying like the conversation more than the, you know, the cut and dryness, like that's what makes them really worth listening to. Yeah. And, uh, spoiler with with me and alex came we actually decided we are going to do another one down the road because we had so much fun with it and we didn't get to talk about everything we wanted to um Boom. so that that's great and then like it was really funny though trying to figure out like tv shows we both had watched all of so we could have some common ground like to talk about that when it came to stuff was really funny um <laughs> We've seen a few, like I've the things that he was like real big on, I'd seen maybe one or two episodes of and never finished. And then like uh. stuff that like he, uh, he said that like he had never seen the wire. So he was like, he thought he was going to get like big trouble with people for never seeing that. I was like, I don't know if it's not your taste. It's not your taste. But like, I was like, you should check it out. It's, it is one of like the best TV series of all time. So. You know, it's crazy that that guy, I'm literally in the middle of rewatching that. Like after we do this, I'm starting season two up again of the wire. Shut up the fucking wire. Nice. I've I watch it once a year and uh, I'm getting close to my, my yearly rewatch. Re re nice. Me and Ison always watch uh, sons of anarchy in like November. Um, I used to watch it during the summer, but he, he kind of got me in the fall and, um, it is man. Like those shows that you can watch every year, man, that's special. Yeah. I've never seen the wire. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, I don't know if I see you never seen breaking bad either. So I don't know like if crime dramas would be your thing. Um, good point. but I I've said with breaking bad, one of the reasons why I, I didn't get sucked into it. It's cause I seen weeds first mm -hmm. and like that whole like drug dealer. And there's like a connection to DEA like someone you know, I was like, I already saw this in weeds and I liked weed, weeds better. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get sucked into it. Which grant I know people say like, oh, it gets better. And there's, there's this difference and that difference. I, for some reason at that point, I couldn't get sucked in, but I, I think I got, I know I got through season one mm -hmm. and then I think I got a little bit into season two. And then I was just like, in my head, I was comparing it too much to weeds. 
and weeds was yeah. definitely like more my style. But then again, gotcha. like one of my favorite, you know, TV shows and I've, I've only rewatched it once. I mean, it's, you know, it's crime drama. I mean, right. Fucking Dexter. Yeah. Dexter. I fucking, yeah, I, 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 I named my cat Dexter. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I mean, I get that, but I feel like there's a, a different crime drama to it being like a, him being a serial killer to yeah. like, yeah, compared I to like agree with just that. being drugs and like the drug world and that kind of realm is a little bit different. Um, I see what you're talking about though with weeds and that because like I, I I saw weeds too before that and but I kind of I don't know like I never really compared the two just because of one's a comedy and one was like a serious show mm-hmm. and I don't know. But that's interesting that that's I mean that makes complete sense to me now now that you said that so. I, it totally does make sense that you like Weeds and Dexter because, yeah, I would agree those are like The Wire and Breaking Bad are funny at times, but those other two are like definitely like they have comedy in more than right. I guess the other two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get it. You get it. Yeah, it's it's more there's more like of a little bit of a comedic edge to stuff in it, but it's not 100% yeah. like, yeah, it's going to be real serious with a lot of stuff because obviously it's dealing with like murder and stuff like that but at the same time like there's no happy endings in the wire like it's it's very yeah. true to life there's no happy endings like it's it's very much how the real world is and i think that's kind of why i'm drawn to it because it's it's like a series of down endings every season like it it gets better and better but it's like it never there's no happy ending with it I know after we finish this current season of uh, Unsolved Mysteries we're on, I think we're on like season four. I was like, I think like right now we're in the middle, but I was like, we need to kind of pick a regular TV show to watch. Like I can sit there and watch Unsolved Mysteries all the time because just what I've talked about before, of like going in and trying to find out more about these cases if they're not solved yet, because mm-hmm. a lot of times there are a lot more details that they're not telling you in these little updates or whatever. And like, I mean, sometimes you find some really amazing stuff, but it's not like that actual, like, I, I I need to watch this next show more and more. Like, Unsolved Mysteries, I know I know what to expect from, and I, I'm kind of trying to convince Amanda for their next show to be The Sopranos. Yes. Right on. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and I used to compare Sons of Anarchy to Sopranos. I called Sons of Anarchy just the redneck Sopranos. And that's back when I wouldn't watch Sons of Anarchy, but then she made, I made a deal with her and then I agreed like I'd watch it or at least give, uh, give it a try. We watched the whole thing. I liked it. So I was like, okay, well, if I liked Sons of Anarchy and I always compared it to Sopranos and I'd never seen Sopranos, like, why don't I watch the Sopranos? The only thing I don't like about the Sopranos is like, I already know the cliffhanger that it ends on, (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know anything in the middle. So that's a good thing. I would recommend if you don't watch the Sopranos, uh, if you want another show that is similar to Sons of Anarchy, um, it actually was done by the, the same writer and uh, is a stellar show that actually got me into like more adult-oriented shows and like actual crime drama stuff, uh, The Shield. The Shield, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. The Shield is came before Sons of Anarchy and blew my socks off that show is amazing it is one of it's one of the best things i've ever seen and it's it literally started me on getting into shows like sons of anarchy the wire all this other stuff it was it's amazing i highly recommend that 
Yep. Shield, Justified, Sons of Anarchy, Sopranos, Wire, bro. Breaking Bad. Those, like, anytime I could, I could go through those. Yeah, even, like, if you checked out the prequel, Better Call Saul, like, I feel like they give yep. away some stuff in it, but it's so different from Breaking Bad that I think that there's people I know that love that show and didn't like Breaking Bad because um, the main character in it, he, he just he is awesome his character is yeah. great and like the actor that plays him is amazing <clears throat> Haley, my wife was like that she she really likes breaking bad but she big saw fan she really really got into uh, better call saul when i when i started watching it i forget that dude's name off the top of my head but like i just recently found bob out I fe- that's right bob odenkirk he i think he came out of uh chicago second city either i'm he- sure he did it's either it was in between that or maybe also he came out of SNL like a writer because I, w- I was just watching like a little interview thing where he was talking about uh, his experience with Farley, like how close they were. And I was like, oh, I didn't even like realize that, you know, they were friends. Yeah, I want I know he's from like Illinois, Odenkirk, and I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure he did. He did write for uh, Saturday Night Live because he had his hand in a bunch of like. Like, I know he did, like, Larry Sanders, right? He did, um, he wrote for, like, Conan. And that guy's been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, The um, Mr. Show. Oh, yeah, good call. Mr. Show Fox. So, going back to the match, uh, Alex Kane and uh, Cole Raddick, do we have anything else to add on on these two? It's going to steal the show. Check it out. I look forward to watching it. And if I get to call, I will be really excited. Charlie, you're, you're very biased to why uh, this is going to steal the show. <laughs> also, Jesse, if you're listening, uh, I'd like a motherfucking in between IWTV and guide. Thank you. <laughs> I will pop so hard if when this comes out, that happens. <laughs> you fucking pop. Feel these nipples. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> can I uh, can I milk Karen's nipples? <laughs> good. Think. Can you milk me, Greg? <laughs> Man, you could try, but she is named Karen for a reason, so you have fun <laughs> with that. <laughs> she a big old fat cat. <laughs> She's losing weight, man. I'm working on it. She's on her diet. She's in month, like, five of her diet. <laughs> See, that's why we just went out and bought a fat cat. <laughs> like we, we, we pre-bought one. We actually thought, we thought Dexter was kind of gaining a little bit of weight. Then we bought Brownie, and it's like, no, you're a little, you're a little chunky guy. <laughs> like, we, have a, we have one of those, like, cat trees, like, right by our dresser where we have a their food set up so we have like it's that high up just so uh zool don't our dog don't come out and get him like dexter his whole life like he can jump from that tree to the dresser and yet you barely hear anything fucking brownie is a it's like a thud (laughs) and there's there's a point where when we feed zool in the living room like brownie hears the the scoop of the food and he thinks it's like his food even though his food is in the bedroom and then all of a sudden you just hear this thud it's like that's not for you and he comes like waddling out like no that's <laughs> that's dog food i love that i love that cat but anyway 
Let's uh, let's move on to our third and final highlighted match. Jerry! Oddly enough, that that really threw me off because I'm used to doing that and hearing the AIW one, and then when I hear Jesse in my ear, like even though I'm on the fucking program to tear, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm used to hitting the button here. No, 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 no. But anyway, as of this recording, this was just announced tonight. The Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship is on the line. The champion, AC Mack. I mean, AJ Gray. I confuse that because of the initials, but AJ Gray versus the former champion, AC Mack versus one called Manders. Oh boy. I I love the tweet that Jesse put out this evening that uh you know it's it's a shame that they just rebuilt the basement ease because these three are about to tear it down again. Ooh. To be AC Mac in that one, huh? Yeah, I believe Dom posted a tweet um with a guy yelling for the police and he was like, This is literally uh, AC Max <laughs> screaming for the police. And, uh, yeah, he, he's in between AJ gray and Manders. And I feel sorry that that's how he gets his rematch. Um, cause that's going to be a tall order to, to figure out a way to beat both of those men. Oh yeah. Well, Manders was just, he's coming off a hell of a weekend. He, he wrestled Delaney, Colin Delaney on Friday and then Tankman on Saturday. So that guy's going to be warmed up. AJ's ready to throw Larry. It's Mac going to need more than a, uh, the old dick kick this weekend, buddy. Let me tell you. And this is uh, AJ Gray's first title defense on top of it. Yep. Yep. I still can't believe Mac accepted, like did that. Like what were you, what I, I get, the dick kick and the confidence, but I just run away from AJ Gray is usually the, the, the move if I'd be Mac on that one. It's a tough first title defense, too, for AJ Gray. I mean, yep. AC Mac sneaky, and, and Manders is just a bull in a china shop, so it's going to be. And he doesn't have to write to be pinned. Like, he can lose that title without losing the match, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, AJ Gray is one of those you know, wrestlers that has been in Southern underground pro for a long time. And, you know, it's, it's not, he's not someone that you might think of when you hear the name Southern underground pro, like for that, you know, you'll think of, you know, a guy like, you know, Brett Eisen, uh, you know, Kevin mm-hmm. Koo, Dominic Garini, but you know, AJ gray, you know, for the most part has been there a lot. Like I know there, there was like a period of time where, you know, he wasn't at a show. wasn't booked. Sorry, Terry, he wasn't booked, but <laughs> he, to me, I still look at him sometimes. I'm like, I know you're a, you're a Tennessee guy, and I will link you to Southern Underground Pro. Yeah, and he wants to be. I mean, that was that was that weird like stretch with AJ where he was kind of thought about like a Midwest guy more than a, a Tennessee guy there for a minute. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. It was just he was fucking shit up in the Midwest that. Um, it did feel a little bit like, you know, he, he was, he had moved territories, if you will. Um, now he, he's absolutely all over the place, tearing shit down. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hate, I, I should not be biased since I am now officially a part of the, the sub brand. But, um, if Red Ison can't have that title, then AJ having it around his waist makes um, just as much sense to me if, you know, if, if not anyone else. Yeah, he did. He did seem to do a lot of mid, Midwest for a while, but I think there was even a brief period 
and I don't exactly remember, might have been like early 2019 where he wasn't in Southern Underground Pro and he actually wasn't really in AIW much. So even like, and I don't remember if he was wrestling other places, but I was like questioning like, you know, is you know something wrong with AJ? Like what what's going on? Is he, is he on the outs with these companies? And I, I mean, obviously where we, where we see things now, he's now the bone storm champion and he's a part of 48, Bella. part of 40 acres in AIW. And that's, I think, uh, going to be a really big up and coming stable here in the next year or so. Like the, they're, they're putting a lot so, of pieces together and it's, to watch their growth over the past year or the year coming into, you know, the pandemic, like it's been awesome. So AJ gray is like, is the guy too. who's like, I made a, like a bigger name for himself, I think in independent wrestling as a whole. And uh, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on this match butters? So uh, let's see where I want to start with this. Um, AJ Gray having this being his first title offense is just going to be um, really difficult. I don't. I, I think he can pull it off. I think that he he definitely has the the talent and everything to do so, but it's going to take. I mean, triple threats or, or no DQ, right? So uh, weapons might get involved. Uh, I'm pretty sure that means the dick kick is legal in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, AC Mack can hand those out at will. Uh, continuously throughout the match. I, mean, I, I could easily see AC Mack taking this too. I mean, he's sneaky. He, he could definitely find a way to, to outsmart both men. Um, you know, sometimes brain goes over bronze. So yeah, I, I, but I can't leave Manders out either. Commanders has been on a streak. No. He has been on a tear in Southern underground pro and he earned this title match. So, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe he gets his first shot at it and he wins it. It's it can go any which way, man. This is the perfect storm for a title match. Everybody has high stakes going into it. So, yeah, everyone was around it. The last show, right? It was uh, Manders versus Mac was the main event, and then of course we got you know AJ going home with the title. So makes all the sense. And, and like we're saying, just every, all three are legit. You know, we could see any three of those leaving that show with the title and no one would be like, well, that's a big upset. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's right. He did get the uh, title match already. I was thinking that he had that he won it at the last show. So, OK, so I'm 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 completely forgetting swing of the axe. Then. OK, so he did get the title match there. So, I mean, this is a second yep. shot at it. So well, maybe second time's the charm. I don't know. Well, and I, I know AC Mac, too. He misses. He misses his babies. He he misses, you know, having those yeah. those titles like he lost the action championship and he lost mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Bone Storm championship, you know, last year. So now uh now this is the like the perfect time for him to uh recapture everything. He's now on the hunt. Though I I will say this, the the feud that was going on for a little while between him and Brett, especially like when Brett was Bone Storm champion and AC Mack was the action champion, just like that back and forth between them and SUP and them in action. I thought was so fun to watch. Yeah, a million percent agree, bro. It, that that feud lasted, you know, over a year, whatever it was, year and a half, and it it could have it could still be going, and people would be interested. That's just those that tells you how talented both of uh, 
both those two guys are, and um, it tells you how how much the fan base of both those promotions care about both those talents. How do you feel about Action Wrestling, Charlie? Uh, well, they were the first company that I uh, ever sponsored a match in, so um, I really like them. And uh, I'm glad that they've been giving people opportunities to wrestle there, and I've seen a lot of new talent come out of there. I have nothing mm-hmm. but positive things to say about Action. I like their setup. Um, I, I like how they do their um, how they do their matches, all that kind of stuff. It's it's great. I love it. I would say they're my second favorite, like Southern uh, company, and I think mainly because a lot of the connection that I've seen between Southern Underground Pro and Action, and I know that you know they have quality talent. Yeah, absolutely, and great. Great leadership there, man. Matt Griffin's really good people. Uh, it's an amazing locker room to be around. Uh, everyone's so hungry, so talented. Wants to be, you know, that's a show, an act, very much like SUP. Action is able to, every everybody on those shows, they want their match to be the show stealer. They understand, you know, everyone wants to be on those shows, right? They're, it's a limited spot, so uh, it's really cool to be around. You know, the three places, um, I really, a year or two ago, I was like, if I could do commentary at SUP or Action or New South, uh, I'd be really, really proud of, of the work to put in, and that would mean a lot. And uh, to be able to say I've called a little bit at all of them is nuts. Um, but, uh, again, about action, I, I can't say enough about Matt Griffin. Um, I, I would walk through hell for that guy. Yeah, he's he has been great to, to speak with. And um, when I sponsored everything, he, he was very um, – accommodating with everything uh, always checked in with me to see if like I was happy with how things were going uh, he's awesome and then I love like I said I love how you have these little mini stories going on in action so that always gives their a, a purpose to watch the shows not just for the matches but they have some storylines going that's and I think that's something with indie wrestling that's some companies just don't do and it's it's annoying like i like that everybody has a little something going like adam priest has his thing going with exhibition matches and you know being undefeated and everything like that and uh matt sells has his thing going on and uh angelus lane has her feud going on right now with stuff and i just i like that there's all these little things going and it makes you look forward to certain stuff so going back to this match this is uh I'm really happy this was announced as the main event, and I mean it's a way to to end that first show back. It's mm-hmm. this is gonna be some great fucking night. I can't wait for it, man. You said it's a legit main event on a loaded card with probably two or three main events, easily any other sub show. But uh, first show back, it's got to be AJ. It's Max, former champ, like we said, Manders clear-cut number one contender the last show he beat Jaden newman at the exit in in a fucking street fight i remember there being hey i think used um yeah it's 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 pretty nuts man again uh, to to say that sup's back we're just a few days away from sup being back uh it feels good i've heard it mentioned that you guys call it church because it's sunday um yeah some people like that's definitely a thing said it for uh, for me, it's like, I, I mean, I don't think I've, I may have said that in passing, but it is, it's like, you know, we'll get there on a Sunday and then it, it's, uh, it is, it's, you know, church was good or, 
things like that have definitely been said. It's been used, and it is. It's something about that uh, locker room again, like you know, like action, like New South, like these other promotions. It's a family feeling more than anything at SUP. Um, but it is a little different being a, a Sunday in that venue with this group of people, man. Um, everyone really cares. So it is, it's, it's definitely what fellowship it's, it's definitely a fellowship. No doubt. All right. Let's, uh, go over the card as a whole and, uh, put down some predictions. Jerry! <laughs> Let's start with Adam priest versus Mose, can you help me pronounce this guy's name? Damien Tongra. Damien Tongra. Okay. Tongra. I'm terrible at pronouncing shit, and I will openly admit that. Uh, this, this match is sponsored by at shut up Dalton underscore. Shut up. Yes. Love Dalton. He's awesome. <laughs> it's funny. Like five out of the seven matches uh, that have been announced are from people in the pod Van Dam discord have sponsored them. So nope. It's, Thank you. It's great. We've uh, we've been joking about it just being Pod Van Dam Pro, but Southern Underground Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I have nine matches down that have been announced. Uh, there's been some more since. I think that we were okay. when we were first looking at it, it was like five out of seven or something, and there's been more since. Uh, who do you guys got in this match? I'm gonna go with Adam Priest. Same for me. I just saw him win fucking Haas, baby. Beat Davy Boy Smith Jr. Come on, give me give me Priest. But I think it's. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, could be a little bit of a uh, like a dark horse match that surprises some people that you know that may not be uh, as overwhelmed by this matchup as they should be. I mean, that's that's why I'm picking Adam Priest. I feel like he's on a tear. Copyright Wrestling Cheers 2020. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I do feel like that kind of like carrying momentum from you know that uh, would propel him to win in this match. Uh, who do you got, Butters? Uh, I'm going to go with Adam Priest as well. Uh, but you know, you can't count uh, Damian Tanger out because he is. I think he's just he's getting a lot of experience right now. He's he's had a match yeah. with Dom. He's going through a lot of these. Uh, he's getting some some bigger name matches with people. Um, so I will say Priest will probably win but I don't think it'll be an easy night for him. And I think no. Damian Tanger is going to be a name that you're going to hear a lot more of uh, in the future. Um, I think he's got a, a bright future. For sure. Could not agree more. All right, let's move on to the next one. Jerry! Alley Cat versus Cabana Man Dan, sponsored Ooh. by the Ohio Wrestling Alliance. This one? This uh, is a wild one. That's like that's like what Mega Powers, baby. <laughs> Uh, this match too is uh how 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 would I put this uh two individuals who did their best during the pandemic to better themselves with oh, yeah. the, with their health. So yeah, fucking especially to Cabana Man Damn, really when it comes down to it. <laughs> like he just he looks fucking awesome. Um whole different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's a, a genuine toss-up for me. I think this is going to be a very fun match. Uh, I love Alley Cap, but uh, give me Cabana Man Damn. Who do you got, Mose? This is one that I wish there was a crowd for as well. Um, it's going to be exciting. Great energy out of both. Oh, God. Dan's my guy. Alley Cat has the heart and soul of SUP, that building. Um, I'm going I'm to go... 
gosh, you're right. Toss up. Give me alley cat, but but like I'm talking a coin flip. How about you, butters? So alley cat, she kicked out of Brett Ison's finisher. Um, first person to ever do that. I think that while Cabana Man Dan is a completely different person, he isn't going to be able to put her down. I'm going to go with Alley Cat as well. Alley Cat's not Ray Rowe, but she's definitely hard to kill. Watch, <laughs> <laughs> man. And zero fucks. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Jerry! Jaded Newman versus Arthur McArthur. Sponsored by Retro Gimmick. That's that's fitting. That's I don't even know what Retro Gimmick is, but that is very fitting. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Jaden Newman. Who you got, Bones? Same. Uh, I've seen a lot of Jaden down at New South the last few months. He's hungry. He's another one of these that's really used COVID time well. So, yeah, I'll take Jaden. Um, and, and, again, another one that people may sleep on. That'll be a good one. We got buddies. Yeah. I'm going to go with Arthur McArthur because I've watched some of his stuff at Flophouse and dude has changed who he was before COVID to where he is now. He's actually been taking bookings and going out and doing stuff and progressing. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, Jade Newman is so good though. Um, it, it, that's a coin flip for me. Um, but I think Arthur McArthur just, he's going to surprise a lot of people. He's going to turn some heads with this show. So I'm going to go with Arthur McArthur. All right, let's move on to the next one. Jerry! Next up, we have Derek Neal versus Effie. And this match is sponsored by Orange Flacity. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Orange Flacity. Love you, buddy. He's, he's not a ratings getter. Just because you hold the record, he is so close to beating you for that record, by the way. <laughs> Just letting you know, he is he's within like five downloads. Oh, we'll see about that. I got I got a bunch of devices. <laughs> uh, for this one, I'm going to go Derek Neal. This is tough. I, Derek, uh, it's almost like a dream match this weekend. We had Derek Neal and Matthew Justice wrestle. I didn't know I wanted that one <laughs> until until I, I saw it on the board and I lost my shit. This is kind of the same way it got announced, and I'm like, never knew I wanted it so bad. I love Derek Neal. I'm very excited to see him at the SUP banner, under that banner at the Basement East. But I got to go with Effie, man. I think Effie has been in that setting before at SUP. And he's going to bring the sexy violence that is needed to beat Derek Neal. God, that, that match, uh, Effie versus Nick Iggy. Iggy. Yeah, Iggy. Yeah, Iggy. His name blanked on me for a second, but yeah, the, uh, Nick Iggy. God, that uh, Iggy versus Effie, that was so good. So good. The dick pic finish was uh, pretty <laughs> solid. Dude, I still tell people to this day about that. And obviously, if they have no context, they're just like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> That was the first Southern Underground Pro show that I watched on IWTV. And beautiful. Uh, I loved so many of the matches on that card. Like, Justin had been telling me to check them out for a while, and I finally did. And I was like, all right, I get it. I like this. This is great. I'm going to go with Effie, by the way, because Effie is daddy. So, boom. All right, let's move on to the next one. Jerry! 
Next up, we got Hoodfoot and Chase Holiday versus Nolan Edward and Hardway Heater. This match is sponsored by The Clean Sheet. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the W to the L's to the Lost Boys. Ooh, let's Hood, see what you did there. Hoodfoot, Chase Holiday. Yeah, this is a, this is a proving ground match. Two tag teams that know each other well uh, in teams and know each other opposing w- each other well have shared the locker room so many times together uh obviously i'm going nolan and heater but this is a this is a one the internet's the internet's wanted this one they're they're gonna get it um uh shout out to lost boys but yeah give me give me nolan heater kobk oh you got butters killer be killed man <clears throat> okay I've been on the Nolan train since like February of last year, and I've just been just watching watching his legend grow through this last year. It's been it's been great, and uh, I I don't always pump uh, pump that fact out there, but yeah, he's he's been one of my favorites to watch and uh, support. So you've wanted me to get him on the podcast probably for a good year now. This is true. So I, I, may just, I might just get an interview with them myself now at this point. So if I can pull some strings, maybe, you know, go for it, man. Do it. I may have him on eventually down the road. I never, I never know. I mean, I have my list of people that I want on, but you know, I try to change, uh, switch things up and everything, especially to, I can't do interview week after week, after week, after week, after week, the people that do it, I, I commend you, but a lot of the, the grinding that goes with that of uh, trying to get people on can be so annoying. And I'm just talking about the people that don't respond back to me or all that kind of shit. Like that's the, that's the shit you don't see. <laughs> I mean, well, Charlie, you do, you kind of know what I go through. But. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's coming for me too. Like I, I, I talk this big game now, but like I haven't experienced that yet. So once I do, you're going to have to help me rebound from that soul crushing defeat the first time. Cause I'm, I don't know what it's like yet because the two people I've asked were like instantly on it. So <laughs> that's going to happen. You're going to have to be there for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's basically, it's basically like this. It's uh, you just don't get an email back or you don't get a DM back. Cause I, I don't think I've had anybody say no. It's either yeah. yes or nothing. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, the absolutely I'll definitely will find time. And then it's nothing after that one. <laughs> yep. I've, uh, I've had that exact thing happen <laughs> very recently. Been there, bro. Yeah. So Been there. yeah. The, so that, that's the fun part of it or, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, we're gonna do it on this day at this time. Yeah. That's great. Come this day, this time crickets. Nothing. Yep. That sucks. Having to scramble to figure out like what the fuck am I putting out this week is the, the is definitely the fun part of it all. But anyway, I think that's my safety net is that this, these are bonus episodes. I don't have to announce anything until I have it in the can like you taught me. So I still <laughs> there isn't one for a couple months just because I couldn't get anybody. I still don't know why I've seen people do that where they're like, oh, yeah, tomorrow we're interviewing so-and-so. Like, if you're not a big-name podcast, like, that has the potential of just blowing up in your face. Like, I'm not naming a podcast in particular, but I do know one that said, like, they had an interview coming up, like, the next day, and I don't think they got it recorded for a couple more days. So it means there was there was some issue. I mean, granted, they got it recorded, but there was definitely that potential that it wasn't going to happen. So unless it's 
unless I have like Jesse on or something like somebody I'm like, I know they're going to be on. I can promote this if I want because I'm good enough with them. But some of the wrestlers, it's like, yeah, up until like we're on the Skype call, I'm just going to act like this might not happen. Like I'm going to hope that it does, but there's the potential yeah. of shit falls through or, Oh, I had a, I mean, great. The emergencies are real and they could very well happen. So I just always preparing for the worst. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best, baby. All right, let's move on to the next match. Jerry! Next up, we have Bastard Cassidy versus Brett Eisen. And this match is sponsored by Michael Trombetta. I've never pronounced his name before, but I, I do believe that's potentially how it's pronounced. Yep, you got it. You cool. got it right on the professional. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Brett Eisen on this one. Same. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Brett Eisen as well, but you know what? This is going to be, this, this is, oh, it's going to be brutal. This is going to be fucking brutal, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be screaming at the top of your lungs. Oh my God. I feel it. I can feel it. It's going to be, oh, Brett's ready, man. He was out two months, that injury. Uh, he's only had, I believe two, three matches back since the injury. Man, that guy's fucking locked in right now. Back in the basement east with there, the kid that's hungry. Um, Brett takes pride in being a little bit of a gatekeeper there at SUP. So yeah, it, uh, violence upon violence. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard for us to go against Brett as a whole. It's like that night I, I don't want the uh the consequences for going against him so i'm, I'm definitely going to pick <laughs> pick brad eisen you can you can pick against him he's just gonna think that you're fucking dumb when he proves you wrong but he, he'll i mean he'll, it'll be cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm just not happy i'm i'm not in driving distance from him man that's good shit pal <laughs> all right let's move on to the next match Next up, we have Alex Kane versus Cole Radrick, and this match is, I don't know who it's sponsored by, it's some... <laughs> who is it? Who sponsored this what? I don't know, some like some people that like ripped off IWTV. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. Uh, I say sorry. that. I when, s- I get my, when I get my code before your ass, you shut up. <laughs> ah. I don't want a code. That's the thing. I don't. I don't want one. Mainly because I'd rather just tell people, I just absolute, just do that one. So, yeah. And, but then again, the, the the real funny part about that comment, though, Charlie, is I'm like, I'm the one that helped you name it. This is true. <laughs> and and it, it was me borrowing a concept from a different podcast that kind of gave you this idea, too. Yeah, because originally uh, we were going to switch to reviewing NWA and MLW every week. And this was just a better option. And it fit more with what I wanted, so... And then after we came up with a name and I get an email from IWTV and I saw it says IWTV guy to go, oh, fuck. (laughs) They've been super cool so far. I mean, they haven't really said anything. So still waiting on that code, though. That code. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Alex Kane on this one. It's tough. I love Alex Kane. I love Cole Raderick. I'm going to go Cole because he's a wild heart. That's, 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 there it is. How long has Cole been wrestling for? Do you know? 
Um, I want to say, gosh, he told me, but it was one of those shows that I wasn't working at. So I was just getting really fucked up at, and I don't exactly remember. So I don't want to overshoot or undershoot him, but it's been, ah, gosh, I want to say what, like four to six years, somewhere in that. I mean, more, maybe more than a lot of people realize would probably be the best way to say that. Yeah. I was thinking it was, it's been roughly five just to go like how, how, at least, I mean, at least how long I know him, but what I'm, what I'm doing right now is um, I'm kind of stalling as I'm pulling up a uh, cage match. Uh, made his debut in 2015. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, wow. Six. Damn. Good. Shout out Cole Ryder. So, he's definitely got the experience edge in this. Um, Alex Kane's only for been sure. wrestling for about three years. Uh, it'll be three years in, like, May, I believe. Um, but I think Alex Kane might just be that little bit more hungrier. And I'm, I'm going to go with Alex Kane. Uh, after speaking Ooh, with him, I feel like after speaking with him, I don't know, man. He's There's something there. I, there's something special there. I mean, Cole, Cole has definitely got that something too, but I think uh, everybody's going to know that name after after this match. It's a good one. Let's move on to the next one. Jerry! Next up, we have Violence is Forever. Versus the Bitcoin boys. I'm guessing this is for the tag titles. It doesn't necessarily say. I mean, they, they have the titles. I think it is. They have the titles for the uh, in the graphic. Uh, granted, even in the main event, it doesn't say, but they're at least within the graphic, there is the Bone Storm Championship. So it makes me think it's for, but we'll, we'll say it is for the tag titles because that's what would make a lot of sense in this match. Like I said earlier, is sponsored by executive producer Kevin Marshall. I'm... I gotta go find this forever on this one. Yep. Two-time IWTV tag team, like, of the year, best tag team, one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team in the world, VIF. I don't want Dom to choke me out, so I'm going to go with Violences Forever. (laughs) I think it would be amazing television for a upset and the Bitcoin boys to pull off the upset. But uh, I'm going to go with Violences Forever just so I don't get hurt. (laughs) Hashtag... FTR fears FIV. They do. I've heard that same thing. Uh, oh, you know, they do. you know, you know, they, they fear violence is forever. It's a hundred percent true. That's why they haven't faced them. I looked it up on Snopes and it said true. So just in it case is. anybody was doubting it. So the fact checker said it was, it was true. Just don't fact check this podcast. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the <laughs> last match in the main event. Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship on the line. The champion AJ Gray versus AC Mack versus one called Manders. I'm going to go with a successful title defense with AJ Gray. Most of you got. Same. He really show me juice. The motherfucking truth. AJ Gray throwing out lariats for days, bro. He does have the dirtiest lariat in the game. Um, but I think AC Mack is just that much dirtier. I'm going to go with AC Mack. Oh, shit. That would be a great moment. He would be the he'd be the first two-time champion, right? I believe that is 100% correct. Yes, it is, for sure. Yeah, because... I, I would never shut the fuck up about it, either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can barely live with Mack as is. We don't really need that. And that's why I think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Some, uh, I, 
I was going to say, if we're really quiet, you can hear an evil laugh coming from the Atlanta area right now. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, that would be great to see. Two out of, also, a, I would say uh, two, two out of three of these competitors have appeared on this podcast. AJ Gray is the only one who hasn't. But then again, I've, I've never asked him. AJ's dope. Uh, funny as shit. He's got hilarious jokes for days, as we know. I made him laugh yesterday. I'm pretty proud of that. I think I'm somewhat intimidated by him, so I haven't I haven't asked him on. I mean, he's, a, he's an intimidating dude, but he's funny as shit. Um, I interviewed him a few years back. I mean, he was like, I know, you know what I mean? It's like, I know AJ, so it's not, I, I get what you're saying, but like he 100% is as real talking to him as you can imagine. Like, no real bullshit. You get him talking, he'll talk. If he's not, it's just going to be like, all right, then. <laughs> yeah. I have a real fun AJ Gray story, actually. Um, we were at Black Label Pro um, during the um, Turbo Graps, and he went up top for a move, and I, I yelled leg drop and because he always had that sick-ass leg drop, and he goes, nope, I don't do that no more. And then he hit a headbutt, and I was just like, he was in the middle of the back. He heard me, and he's just like, nope, I don't do that anymore, and hit a headbutt. I was like, holy shit. So I'll never, ever forget that. I love I love him for that. That was, it popped me pretty big. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Motherfucking truth. I mean, I did have the, I wouldn't say the brief period of time, it's still technically on the list, but uh, there was the AJ Gray question, whether if anybody had any hot takes, but number one, he kind of doesn't do that on Twitter as much anymore. Just throwing out hot takes left and right. Yeah. Eventually that turned into Eric Stevens and then even Eric Stevens stopped doing that. I still kind of from time to time, but, and then also asking people that I always had to warn them ahead of time because those people just like, I can't think of anything, which I mean, I, I get, I I'm someone like that too. You might throw a question like that out. Yeah. And like, if you'd be like, what's your favorite, like, what's a big pet peeve you have? I know I got a bunch, but when you like put me on the spot, I'm just like, shit, what, which pet peeves do I have? I can't remember. So that is one reason why I have not asked that question in a while. So there, I mean, there's technically a link to AJ Gray in the podcast too, but he had the final hot take, man. He, he is a big Limb Biscuit guy. So that's, that's a final hot take that Limb Biscuit is good. Hey, I, I agree with them. They are like, I, I love Limb Biscuit. So, I think uh, Significant Other is highly underrated for a follow-up album because one thing that I love and people don't talk about, of the four music videos for that album, three of them connect. Uh, It's true. They get arrested at the end of Nookie. They're in jail in um, Rearranged. Rearranged, yep. And obviously there's the direct right into... Uh, and together now. So, yeah. So I've always loved like just how those went. And then break stuff is probably one of my favorite Limp Bizkit songs. I think when I first heard that album, I loved it. And then when it became a single, I'm like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. Cause this song's awesome. Yeah. I remember the video coming out. I'm like, how do you censor this? Song? Oh, you just have a bunch of nothing cuts. <laughs> yeah. That's just, Oh God. Like I think recently I threw that album in. And I was like, oh, I forgot about how much I actually loved this album. And like at that time of my life, I don't think their first album connects that way. I mean, there's still some songs I'd love off uh, $3 Bill, y'all. $3 Bill, y'all. Yep, yep. And then uh, 
chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. Like it's, I don't know. It's they were starting to lose some of their magic. I mean, granted, Rolling's fun as fuck, and there's a lot of there's a couple other songs I know are fun as fuck on that that album too. But just significant others, just absolutely awesome. I'm with you. I'm it, like rearranged, bro. That's one of my jams. Same. Yeah, I think my favorite uh, is In Together now. It's it's one of my all time favorite songs. I like Method Man. Oh. Same. All right, that's uh, that's the show. Are these our lives? Who, who uh, is sponsoring the whole show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't have the, I don't have that part up, but I know that the there's the big one. Yeah, we know. Yeah, the big one. The big yeah. big one. Uh, cookies and cream. Boom. Cookie Dad, Eric Stevens. I love guy. I get kind of happy every Monday when I get an email from him because, like, now he has the store. He'll send out like an email about uh about the cookies for the week. And even though like I haven't bought some in like quite a while, I'm just like hell yeah, Eric. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> I don't. I still don't think. I think I've had one of. I got one of his cookies. From one of the shows uh, I was on, he, I was at that he was on, um, but yeah, I I've heard uh, cookies and cream and Jonesy's cookies. I'll go to the grave on, bro. I've, I've never had either, and I don't know if I ever will. Um, I really want to try them, but I don't know, man. Every time I went to get an Eric Stevens cookie, somehow somebody had bought all of them just before I got to get a hold of him about it. And now that I can just order that way, I don't know if I'll ever um, drop a bunch of money on cookies. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Eventually, when I'm when I'm flush with cash, I'll do it and just be like, whatever. I want to try these. He'll come out with something I'll really want to try, and I'll do it. But the s'mores cookie was one of my favorites. But then he also did. Uh, I thought I got like some lemon cookie that he did. Oh, it was a uh, lemon Kit Kat. Ooh. That was, that was a that was a really good cookie too, and then that's cor- one I wouldn't that's one I wouldn't try, but that does sound good. And of course, like if you don't follow Eric Stevens on all that, I I always highly suggest the YouTube channel Family Food Dude when he's doing food reviews with his kids because yeah. the kids yep. absolutely steal the show. Brooklyn is like my favorite of the two. Like I love Cam, but Brooklyn like watching her literally grow up from a baby to now, and like her just talking more and now she's definitely getting to a part where (laughs) she's being way more part of the show and it's fun to watch eric have to juggle both especially like when a recent uh review when brooklyn just stands up in the middle of the review and goes daddy i want to talk to you um and like she's struggling to say what she wants to talk about she's just kind of like repeating herself (laughs) but then watching eric and cam deal with it at the same time it is hands down hilarious and like these videos are normally under 10 minutes long and it's like it's like perfect perfect snackable viewing uh no pun intended with the food review but yeah that's the uh that's definitely intended it's definitely intended it's- <laughs> i i mean i say snackable obviously because it's it's a lot easier to watch i've seen people do food reviews for like the same products eric does and they take like 20 minutes and it's like no you can you can chop that up to about seven and be fine yeah you're just you just don't want to edit anything i'm looking at his cookies right now and i'm like i may order one of these motherfuckers they got a got a lucky charms cookie in march my god yeah i seen that i'm like ooh, i'm like i wasn't like watching certain money that i spent also too like i haven't bought girl scout cookies yet 
And those fuckers, oh God. those fuckers just came. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you ate all the, I did. <laughs> you ate all the smoke as a shoot. I fucking, I bought, I bought girl scout cookies off cabana man, Dan's daughter. And then this morning before I, uh, before I recorded our, I do an MMA show on Mondays. Um, I did, I looked at my wife and I just was like, like Hey, I ate all the Samoas last night and I walked out of the room. <laughs> I think those might be like fighting words in this household. Well, listen, this was my, she is, she loves peanut butter. So I was like, I'm going to, and, and I noticed what I appreciate. No one, everyone focuses right on her being like, yo, he ate all the Samoas. My reply was I left her some tagalongs. The keyword being some. I ate all the Samoas <laughs> and I ate a fu- like almost all the goddamn tagalongs, but I, I left her like a row and a half, and she still was like, she, "I go, you like peanut butter?" She goes, "I love coconut," and I went, "All right, fuck." She got me there. <laughs> I go through phases of which is my favorite. I've, I've had many years on and off of thin mints. I had a good patch where it was tagalongs, and right now it's Samoans. Yeah, so I'm see. I'm with you. I'm a big s'more guy usually, but I don't love the Girl Scout s'more cookie. Um, I would definitely be with you. Samoas, tagalongs, a dosy dough from now and then, and then uh, them damn little thin mints in the freezer, bro. That's the that's the uh, galaxy brain move. I I say this: take one box of Girl Scout cookies, no matter like whatever flavor it is, throw it in the freezer, pull it out in six months, and enjoy it. That- Ooh, that's the move. That's like future you is so fired up. Because <laughs> I think I did that once on accident. It just was in there months after months after months. And then I randomly pulled it out in the middle of like the opposite end of the year. I'm like, I get to enjoy Girl Scout cookies when I don't normally do get to enjoy them. But I also, too, I do enjoy the s'mores. That actually had a couple of years where the s'mores were my favorite. And then, oh, okay. and then I let some in the cupboard for a little bit too long and I tried them and I'm like, Oh, these are stale as shit. Uh, and I think I just had a year like last year. I don't think we bought any, so I'm probably going to buy some this year, but Samoans are going to be the, the best. Oh, I love Samoas. Do it. Fucking do it. I went for the longest time without buying any Girl Scout cookies. And like, I want to say last year or the year before I bought uh, a couple and I've had like ones from the store that I feel like taste the same. So like, I don't really worry about it anymore. Like if I get some, I get some, if I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those weird people. You know, what's the real move for uh, girl scouts? Like, obviously you've heard about them outside of like marijuana dispensaries. Like that's like the big one, but setting up in front of Walmarts are the, the big one, other one too. Like everybody's like sets up in front of a Walmart cause you're gonna get all this traffic. Mm-hmm. No, the, the real move set up at a truck stop oh shit because us truck drivers like when i was over the road i might not have the potential to buy some Mm -hmm. there was literally a truck stop right right on the border of indiana and illinois and it's like uh on the northern side like by chicago and they were set up and i was just like i'll be back and i forget how much money i threw down Cause I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know when I'm going to get this. I, I didn't get to order any at home. I didn't, I was like a time in my life where I didn't know anybody selling Girl Scout cookies. So I was just like, boom. And to me like that, like I said, that's the fucking move because you're not going to get the volume of traffic you will at Walmart, but you might get people who are going to spend more on it too. 
That's a wise move. That is a wise move. I'm going to tell Dan about this move. Tell him to set up at an Alabama truck stop. Yo, <laughs> the thing is, like, Cabana Man Kid, Cabana Kid, I don't know her nickname, but Cabana Man Dan's daughter has probably, like, it's not even an issue to sell those cookies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably, like, literally, I, she didn't even have them set up at that show. They, they were selling them at the show one of the host nights. And then I looked at Dan and like this this girl is setting up cookies and I go, Dan, is she really selling those? And he looked like me, like I'm an idiot. He's like, Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I can go buy some now. And he's like, please do. And it was like no time that everyone I talked to, yo, where'd you get those? Oh, Dan's kids got them. It was over. Like it was fucking over. So shout out shout out Cabana Man Dan, the fam, for uh for getting some Samoas because I'm with y'all. Like I hadn't bought any in a while. I don't know. I, I think we got a couple of boxes last year maybe maybe not maybe two years ago so that first samoa back bro that was uh well there's none left i should tell you all right let's uh it's been a long episode let's uh wrap this show up <laughs> any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go charlie butters yeah uh check out the interview with alex kane it should be available uh either today or tomorrow on your podcast feed under iwtv guide uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore butters. And you can follow my podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV guide. How about you, Mose? KOBK, follow me at Mose KOBK. If you want to, uh, be on the lookout for me on the IWTV. Um, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank y'all for having me. It's always a good time to talk. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, KOBK one more time. Why not? And of course, you can find myself on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam. Super fantastic podcast. It's Evolution, baby. The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And maybe you can find the interview with Alex Kane tomorrow. Maybe. Later. Supposedly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week